When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is March 13th, 2020. We are here to talk a, a historic WWE SmackDown, quite frankly. Boy, is there going to be a lot to this. Uh, a reminder, we will likely have a UFC post-show this weekend because right now, WWE, AEW, UFC are really the only three things going in sports that are going to actively keep going. Boy, do we have a lot to unpack. If you're watching uh, at any point on YouTube, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. If you're watching live, donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. But if you want to ask as many questions as you want, really, subscribe to Fightful Select. We finally hit that threshold. As long as we stay over 500 subs, I'll be doing a Q&A every week. We are making some modifications to that, which you can see on FightfulSelect.com, but if you subscribe right now, you can get your questions in for Jimmy Van's Q&A this week. Lots of cool stuff. Warren, who is to the left, right, whatever direction of me, and I were throwing some ideas back and forth for the retro review. Mm-hmm. It, you all are liking the new format, so we're sticking to it. But without further ado, we have a pretty a, – a, a newsworthy SmackDown to cover, Warren. And, and let's be honest, it ain't all the time that we have a newsworthy SmackDown to cover. Newsworthy is the right word. I think that's the most appropriate uh, adjective that you could put to what we saw tonight. Uh, You know, there's a lot. There's like you said, you know, we're going to remember this one for for a long time. It's all going to be it's all it's all based on the context, essentially, because if they decided to just pull this out of nowhere for no reason, we'd probably be a lot less forgiving than we'll be. To this evening, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Let's put it that much. Yeah, put it that way. It, put it that much. It sure was. Also, I want to get out of the way. Uh, Chris and Ashley sent a super chat. Said, "Sorry to hear about your show, Sean. Go buy merch from your favorite promotions and wrestlers." Yes, we are uh, postponing Sean Ross, Sap, Servital, all of Pro uh, Primetime Pro Wrestling's Tampa events have been postponed. Uh, you can get refunds at Brown Paper Tickets. Uh, I will say I'm I'm glad I got that opportunity. I want to thank Primetime Wrestling. It motivated me to get back in the gym, start training, kickboxing, MMA, wrestling again, and it triggered a lifestyle change for me. So very happy about that. I'm going to continue that as well. Might do some matches this year. I'll keep you guys posted. But let's get into some of these super chats. Anakin says, SmackDown at the Performance Center tonight. If you want your performance to be the center of attention... BlueChew.com code Fightful. That's a free one. Usually I don't read plugs like that because we used to have a sponsor that would try to circumvent the sponsor fee by (laughs) sending a super chat, but that one was all in good fun. So Charlie Wolf says, if you were six feet from the edge, would you be thinking six feet ain't so far down, Warren? Well, I'm looking down now now. that it's over-reflecting on all my mistakes. I thought I found the road to somewhere, right? Somewhere in his grace. I cried out to heaven, save me! But I'm down to one last breath. And with it, let me say, let me say, hold me now. You know, in a time like this, you have to ask, what's this life for? (laughs) You know... Warren, I see your hair. It's kind of gray. You see my heart and you look away. You see my wrist. I know your pain. I know your purpose on your plane. But if that plane's going to anywhere but the UK or Ireland overseas, it ain't coming back here, my friends. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cancellations. Tim Travers says, happy Friday, everybody. Big thank you. Reminder, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air, as ridiculous as it may be. So I we I put it on this damn show Wednesday. WWE had to go mess around with us. I mean, I straight up yeah. said, okay, they're they're doing shows at the Performance Center. That's what they're that's what they're heading for. Not just this Friday. 
WWE came out Wednesday, and we're like, oh no, 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 no. And it was a lot more confusing. than It wasn't just them being bullish or anything. I had one person say, did they do that just because you put it out there? No, they, they're petty. They ain't that petty. There were people in the company who had been told Orlando uh, there. But then on Thursday, there were legit worn wrestlers at the airport who didn't know if they were flying to Orlando or Detroit, sure. just goofing around. And I don't want to say goofing around, just there. Um, it, I- I mean, it's it's kind of par for the course, but to me, it boggles my mind that on Wednesday that they weren't even sure that they were doing it on Wednesday. I mean, they had to. I mean, there's a lot of logistics that were involved, you know, if only just to cancel the show, um, cancel the scheduled Smackdown event, move all the move. Uh, everything to the performance center and set up the performance center for what we saw tonight. I mean, it, it wasn't just pushing a couple of rings aside. There, you know, it was a show setup. It was it was a setup to welcome an audience. They had the lighting, they had the rigging. It wasn't the the arena stuff, of course, but there was stuff there. And it, to me, it's 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 still kind of weird that on Wednesday they didn't know what they were doing. Or that there was some kind of confusion. But look, it's a huge company, and I'm not entirely uh, shocked that there are communication breakdowns. Because in a company that size, so many people working, uh, in my day job, I work in a much smaller company where about 50 people in communication can break down. I can only imagine – the size with the size of a company like WWE, how difficult it can be to just make sure that the that the chain follows. Um, but yeah, it's really strange. It's just strange. It is very strange. And uh, we have a super chat. Anakin says, "How long do you think all shows will be at the PC until further notice? Until further notice, it's it's just not up to them at this point." They, I mean, even the city of Jacksonville said no. AEW isn't going to do shows at Daly's place, even though the because it's city owned. Like, it, and that's that's where we run into the issue with Tampa because Tampa hasn't told WrestleMania you can't do this. No, that's why we got to stand still with WrestleMania, with WrestleCon, with the Collective. All these places are just kind of uh, uh, following suit, and it's putting a lot of people in bad positions. For better or for worse, and I get it. WWE can't just say, "Yeah, we're doing it." If it's up to Vince McMahon, he's doing WrestleMania. Are you kidding me? He's of doing course it. he's doing it. Look, this is this is the thing. Are, are you can we know how Vince McMahon is? The NBA shutting down, the NHL shutting down, Major League Baseball. Don't you think Vince McMahon at some point isn't sitting around and saying, "By God, pal, we're going to be the only show running in town." Yeah. We're the best. We're invincible. We're the alpha male of of live entertainment, you know, kind of thing. That's it. But honestly, that's ex- I'm sure that's going through his head right now, for sure. I tweeted out there. He's been telling everybody not to sneeze for years. I mean, everybody <laughs> thought it was a big joke. Nope. Oh, Early Wolf says thank you for the the, the creed. Yes. Uh, J.K. Schwalz is excited for Triple H versus Cole at Mania in June or whenever it is. That was so fun throughout this show. I mean, you, honestly, you could you could take in this SmackDown in an hour because you don't have to watch the Elimination Chamber match again. Sure. Triple H was having a ball tonight, and I thought he did an excellent job at lightening the mood. We'll go ahead and talk about this this opening segment where basically he said he didn't mention COVID, he didn't mention coronavirus, anything like that, which I thought was good. It's I didn't see that as like an insult to somebody's intelligence because everybody knows what's going on. We know the drill, like that. That's that's completely fine. And the point of this show and this program was effectively to take your mind off of everything, and that's what he went out and said. And he said that he wanted to put some smiles on faces tonight. And I thought he, in particular, did an excellent job at that. No, the whole way through. Um, I saw a lot of people go out on Twitter saying, "Oh, of course they're not mentioning the coronavirus because then it'll implant. You know, that then it'll be like, well, you know about it. You should do something about it." WWE addressed it earlier this week. They had a they, they had a corporate communication come out 
uh, a press release saying how the coronavirus might affect their uh, their quarterly earnings. So th- they're not trying to hide anything. They're not trying to mask stuff. Uh, and and they, as far as Triple H's uh, um, uh, presentation at, the, at first goes, it was the right guy to do it too. N- n- not only because it was at the Performance Center, which is essentially his it, – it, it's his – it's part of his baby anyway. It's 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 its lungs. It's the um, but he uh, he has that uh, he has that connection with the audience. He's the one guy that when he takes the microphone and talks that we legitimately listen to. He's the one guy that you feel is being uh, uh, legitimate and authentic with uh, with his promos. How he feels about the business. Whenever Stephanie or or Vince come out, it always feels a little more contrived, a little more scripted, a little more corporate. Triple H, man, he was a wrestler. He knows how to talk to get the people to 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 get the audience invested in what's going on. It was the perfect guy to do it too. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought it was a good way to open it up because going into this show, quite frankly, I was as interested in this show as any. Besides, okay, there's there's the WWE on Fox debut and WWE on Saudi Arabia or a- after that, and quite frankly. They didn't keep the momentum after either one of those. This one wasn't about momentum. It was the unknown. We didn't know how this was going to be. I didn't even realize that NXT hadn't aired there before this week because I remembered Halftime Heat being there. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just insinuated. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, it hasn't aired from there. That performance center was such a fantastic investment for this company. My God. Because they can't be told to not do it. It's their property. They own it. They can do what they want there. They can be recommended, but they can do what they want. AEW, on the other hand, I you know you thought Daly's place was an easy place for them a to shoo-in. go. Mm-hmm. City owned. They can't do it. Uh, now we don't know where it'll be. An AEW spokesperson says it's still going to go on. We have uh, Joseph Farley sending a super chat saying, "Is WWE going to be the only live sport entertainment on television? Let's open up live betting, recoup some of that lost revenue." No, I don't think it will be because, um, one, AEW will do their thing. But you have an—just as bullish as Vince McMahon is, you have an equally as bullish Dana White of the UFC who tomorrow night is holding actually a rather entertaining UFC show in Brazil. Then they're moving a bunch of shows to the Apex. They've got their own performance center too. Very wise investment. And not only that, this isn't like the performance center, which is— main almost exclusively designed for that they run fights at the apex they already run a show at the apex they do dana white's contender series there so yeah we that'll be something to look out for oh man it's it's wild man as as a kentucky guy hearing the ncaa basketball championships are canceled that's I mean, I hate to say it, but that's when it's like, whoa, okay, there's re- there's crazy gravity to this situation. Not postponed, not held off. Unbelievable, mm-hmm. man. Unbelievable. Well, that, that, that's that. You know, it, these events that are being canceled are, you know, they're they're dramatic moves, right? Like because they're very, very, uh, because they're very widespread. They're big decisions. They're things that honestly you never really expect to see happen, but they're happening. And it's one of the reasons why it's adding a little more fear into the public because people are seeing these these wise decisions on one hand, but are, that, that are also very dramatic. And people are feeling well. Uh, well, if they're pulling these down, then there's something serious. Yes, but also no. These are preemptive strikes, making sure that we don't create situations in which the virus can continue to propagate. So it it's good on one hand, but I, you know I understand why people are taken aback. It's very, uh, yeah, dramatic is the word. Twin Winder 1 says WWE is waiting for the city to get shut down or city to shut down WrestleMania so they can get out of stadium and arena rental fees. It's all contract stuff. It's much more than that if if that were the case. As Jimmy Van pointed out on Wednesday's List and Your Boy, there could be major insurance implications here sure. where if they're forced to then they could recoup some some losses, so to speak. So, yeah, it, there's just there's a lot to it. DJ the Kid says, I love Triple H trolling the whole episode. It was amazing. Yeah, I, it was so funny. It it's turns cool. out... It turns out it was a two-hour rib on Michael Cole, is, mm-hmm. what it, is what the show was, ultimately. 
It was hilarious. Connor, A.K. OK Fabe, says, Do you see a stronger possibility of WrestleMania being pushed till summer or taking place in Saudi Arabia? So, and this is, I want to specify, this is a hunch. This is not something I'm reporting. I could see multiple things happening. I, I mean, coronavirus is still, ha- it's in Saudi Arabia. They're, it's there. But I could see them doing like a WrestleMania-themed show in April in Saudi Arabia. I could see them going there and mm-hmm. doing a WrestleMania there. I mean, they did a Royal Rumble there, so why not? But I could also see them pushing this off till June, October, whatever it may be. But the thing is, we're looking at a way different card, Warren. Uh, yeah, down the line, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you you won't be able to drag out Roman Reigns and Goldberg till July. <laughs> and, you know, that'll be it just absolutely. I uh, no, I don't. Well, and I say you couldn't, but then they, they could. could prove. Yeah, they could. You know, they but could. you know if. If you're just being reasonable, like a reasonable human being, there's no way they could do it. Yeah, it'll be a much different card. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be it, – it, we're in a zone of unknowns, right? I mean it's, it's not something that we've lived through before. Exactly. Yeah. If, if we were, it's a bit of a wait-and-see kind of thing. If they do postpone it, like you said, it's going to be a whole different card because a lot of these matches are going to have to have their payoffs before going into the postponed WrestleMania for sure. Then we get our first match, our first segment in front of this empty crowd. Sasha Banks and Bailey come out, and they're they're almost like posing to the crowd instead of. I'm surprised they don't have them work to the camera, but that's that's a thing. WWE doesn't like their people to work to a camera at ringside. They run through one of their old catchphrases, which was nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. And Michael Cole tells them that Paige had travel issues. Ryan sat in a pro wrestling sheet, said it was. Uh, coronavirus concerns and stuff, and they they granted her and said, hey, you don't need to travel. That's good. Uh, Triple H even healed on Michael Cole, and he was like, you do come out here and say a lot of mean stuff all the time. (laughs) And they are interrupted by Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and we have a match. Now a lot of people were wondering, are they working during the breaks? What's happening? I got sent a clip that aired overseas, and I'm not sure if it was right before or during the match, and it's something I'm still working to clarify, but you see them kind of pausing and walking around the ring and all that. And again, got to clarify, don't know that was middle of the match, if they stopped outright or if that's before, because you can see the ref adjusting some things, stuff like that. But I I don't blame them. What, what are you going to do? You, you get a bump for an audience of zero? And as I put on Twitter, if if it was during the match, then that documentary footage is worth a lot more to them than them continuing the match during that break because they already have match footage. Sure. Now, I got dragged on Twitter. <laughs> did you now? I did. Alexa Bliss sent me a tweet, which is not there anymore, and... I think that she thought it was rude. I, I'm, I'll look for what it was specifically. She said, what a rude move, man. Just enjoy what we're trying to do for you. Now, I'm, I don't want to speak for her. I get the feeling she didn't read the thread where I said, yeah, I don't blame him. And it wasn't me trying to be rude. It was a lot of people curious, hey, what are they doing during breaks? Whether they're wrestling or not. Because... We're interested in this. We just thought we're just invested in it. I, I, I think that that maybe – and I, again, I don't want to speak for her. But I know that a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, what he's putting out there, it's fake. No, it's something people were interested in. And this to me isn't any different than the type of thing that WWE runs on an FCW documentary or runs mm-hmm. on Ruthless Aggression. They heavily promote this stuff and you see this – like, all the time. Like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And uh, no no bad blood for me. I've interviewed Alexa multiple times, and she's been nothing but wonderful to me. But I even sent her a tweet, and I was like, hey, hope you didn't think that there was any – like, I wasn't taking a shot at these four women for this. If, if that, anything – no, sir, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, because if, if anything, good on them. Smart move. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so why 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 take – I think you said it, right? Why add on to the bump card when there's no one around? I mean, are you, what? You're going to start bumping for Michael Cole now? You know, it's like there's no – there was no reason good for them to just work smart, work safely. There's no audience. There's no reason to start doing stuff. Sure. I, I mean, in fact, uh, chapeau. 
I'm sure WWE's super pissed about it, but I mean, they get super pissed about everything. Like, <laughs> all right, guys, you killed my YouTube channel for a month, so maybe get over it. I don't know. We didn't, I didn't hold anything over their head over that. So if they have people there, I know that Killian Dane was upset. He said as much on, or he didn't, I didn't say upset, but somebody told me that he said I was an asshole for posting it on a live stream. But I'm sure he thought that because I'm sure he also thought that it was like malicious in intent, and it wasn't. Had somebody in the chat saying, nobody, literally no one asked for it. Well, that's not true. In fact, it's an outright lie because a lot of people were asking about it. It was, people like to know that type of stuff. And even though we report some things that are kayfabe, match announcements, I do some interviews in kayfabe. That ain't all we do. We report on interesting things about pro wrestling. We report about some things that aren't interesting in pro wrestling. Like, that's the thing. And that happens in entertainment. It happens in sports. It happens in all kinds of stuff. It was not a slight against Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sasha Banks, or Bailey. I respect all of them as performers. And uh, I think Alexa's the only one I've ever interviewed or interacted with. And like I said, she was nothing but awesome. I, she liked my tweet where I clarified that with her, so... You got a couple yeah. people that are still like upset about it, but I don't know, find a hobby. Find a hobby, I guess. Like like watching this show, leaving a thumbs up and subscribing. That's a good hobby. The best one. So one of my favorite parts of this match was Nikki Cross trying to amp up an invisible crowd. <laughs> I loved it. But you saw that at a couple of times, right? Especially during this match where you saw the the work the crowd reflexes kicking in, you know, where um, you know, Nikki Cross does moves and, and she turns around to pump the crowd and is like, oh, wait, there's no one. You know, <laughs> I liked it. it. Was, I liked it too. It was fantastic. I thought, yeah, it, it, it was clearly intentional, but I liked it. Uh, I'm not sure why Sasha needs whipped into the corner to stop and slap somebody. That seemed well, counterproductive. But that's the point, right? I, I know, it's, but it just. Eh, but that's it, the point, Sean. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Especially it doesn't if, make sense, and that's the point. I know, but. It wouldn't make sense if you were trying to win a match, like straight up. Not I know, oh, but she's that, so no, 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 Warren. Beyond being, that, I no, get, no, no. I get that it's a being, fucking. I no, get no, the point on. that she's being fucking facetious, Warren. I there you get go. that. I get so that. It works, I, Warren. So it works. No, I Sean, get that. Stop it. It works. Let me no. make my let me on, make my point seriously. Hmm? Seriously, let me make my point. I get that she's being facetious, and it's like a heel thing. But in the scope of the match. If you're trying to win, it doesn't make sense. I'm not talking like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't make sense because it decreases significantly the chances of her winning. Being not making sense isn't a heel move. Teasing the crowd that isn't there that you're going to run into something then slap somebody is the point of the move. Crowd ain't there, Warren. I know, Sean. I was yeah. just healing you. Yes, because you know what I know. I know you know I know you're right. Oscar attacks Alexa Bliss, and Sasha gets a submission. Triple H was awesome here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He says, <laughs> he says, I didn't even see Oscar. She must have came right in through the crowd. <laughs> that was such a good line. He was I fantastic the whole way through. Like, I've missed, I, I say I miss this Triple H, but, I mean, we hear it sometimes on the media calls that I definitely won't be invited back on. But, like, he's got this good sense of humor, and there's a lot of stuff that he can get away with that other people can't. He yep. even mentions that he's super busy for being demoted, which is a popular <laughs> talking point on the webs because of his new position named named mm -hmm. this week. Oh, man. It was uh, – what did you make of that comment? Because it is it is a big talking point. Well, I, I mean I I don't quite understand what the demotion is all that much really because yeah, – look, I think – what it reminds me of is I like these little jabs that, uh, that people in positions in WWE sometimes are able to take in regards to internet chatter because I'll remember – I'll remember when Road Dog was allegedly the head writer of SmackDown, right? 
and he at some point he was giving an interview and at the end of the interview it was just like a, a web thing and he said well i gotta go now i gotta go continue uh, killing smackdown and he just walks off because that's what everyone was was talking about how he was ruining smackdown so i like these things i like these little acknowledgements it disarms the situation and i think it's their little way of saying hey you know we see what we're get what you're saying but it's not exactly as cut and dry as what you guys are talking about because we're comfortable talking about it ourselves to you kind of thing, you know? So I think there's a lot of disarming here that, that that's happening and, and I'm okay with that. Very clear. They're setting up for something with Alexa and Nikki versus the Kabuki warriors. And mm -hmm. maybe we get somebody else involved. They would make a lot of sense to mm -hmm. also Oscar dancing. <laughs> <laughs> this was all good it was all great stuff uh, uh, you know uh, what, what can you say the, the, this was the, uh, everything that they set up here tonight was fantastic i thought bailey and sasha did a fantastic job with their mic work as well um i love that bailey went to get a microphone to accept the challenge when there's literally eight people in the in the room where she could just have shouted it out and i think even triple h mentioned it uh, it, 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 but she's a heel, and it did, it didn't make sense for her to do it. But she did it anyway. It was fantastic. I loved it. I I, I thought this was this was the best out of a, uh, out of the situation that they were presented with. We had Roman Reigns in a thing he definitely could have done via satellite. I don't know if he lives in Orlando or where he lives, but without the crowd there, I thought his tone, his cadence, his delivery, everything was so much better. And uh, yeah, yes, yes. And didn't he look a little, um, a, a, a little uh, unshaven? He seemed a little <laughs> scruffier anyway than than usual. Uh, I have manscaped on the docket today, but <laughs> oh, I'm okay. He, I'll bring he, I'll bring it back another time. He took little shots at Goldberg going to Georgia, so he doesn't know. Like I get it, but I mean that's a that's a thing a lot of people wouldn't get unless they knew that it, there was like a. a I think he went to Georgia Tech. I think Reigns did. But he talks about how hard he worked to get back to deserving his spot at Mania. Mm -hmm. I like that, and I like that there wasn't a crowd there to react to that because, quite frankly, anytime you toot your own horn, you're probably going to get a little bit of booze. But the the honest-to-God thing is he deserved to toot his own horn. Sure. He came back from friggin' leukemia. And, so, and I mean, he's, he said, you know, in his mad, uh, he said in the promo, um, or at least Michael Cole let him into, you know, there's a lot of people criticizing that you put yourself in this position. I'm like, uh, I think more people are criticizing the fact that Goldberg is universal champion in 2020. I think that's the thing yeah. first, first and foremost. Yeah. Oh, man. But I liked this promo. I, I thought too. it was really good. I, I agree. I think, you know, he felt very natural, very, very suave. Um, you could tell. And it, it was strange at the same time to see him come out with the music and everything and, you know, no reaction. You felt that he felt that the react that it was odd as well. But everyone sort of worked with it tonight. Um, and he leaned into the fact, right, going back to an older sentiment with an old with an, uh, a former foe. Talking about Goldberg as being a part-timer. Now, honestly, I hope it's not something that they lean into too much because the the comparisons then to what he did with Brock are going to pop up like that. So drop the comment. You did the the part-timer thing. I'm not – him saying, you know, I'm looking to set things right. That's fine. But let's not beat on this dead horse because, my God, it is a dead, rotting corpse at this point. Uh, and it's not going to do him any favors. They showed the Elimination Chamber tag match again, which, you know, they were hamstrung a little bit. So it it is what it is. Uh, personally, I didn't want to see it again. Let me catch up because this was a busy episode of SmackDown. I had a lot of running a live blog, a stats piece, trying to finish <laughs> up some articles. So I was like, man, I get a breather. Cool. And to the viewer at home, I'm sure maybe that was a nice view, but I had a couple confused people too asking me, "Are they showing Elimination Chamber?" I just show, I just tuned in, and I was like, "Okay, they probably should have thrown a SmackDown thing up there." But we had Miz and Morrison cutting an in-ring promo on the tag division. Again, something they probably could have done with a selfie for the phone or something, <laughs> but was very good. I thought yeah, that oh, they. Yeah. That 
I thought they worked an empty room real, real well. They leaned into it, actually. Is there anyone here to say that we're the worst tag team? Uh, no? Is there anyone to... I thought it worked. It, and they, you know, they used the fact that the arena was... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply empty or that the pc was empty to 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 make it happen i i i have no issues with it it was okay it was fine like a lot so much of this was uncharted territory especially the women who were the first act out there in front of an empty arena in two decades also which this cannot be underscored enough when mankind and the rock did their empty arena match it was not live it was no. taped and heavily edited mm-hmm those four women went out there dead, did a promo, did a match set up, wrestled, like, had to set up spots, had to set up an interference spot. They did a little bit of everything out there. Then you you get all this stuff that's happening for the first time. It's, it's a SmackDown that I'm not going to forget, for better or for worse, just because we had never seen anything like this. Exactly. Aaron Jay's fan says, do you think Bray should use the mandible claw for the time being, even if he has a glove on? Yeah, I, I don't see an issue with that. I mean, it's controlled. I'm sure he'll get tested and all that stuff, and they'll they'll make sure he's good. One thing that's smart, though, is Adam Page putting out a – I know we're, it's the other thing, but it's a, uh, putting out a press release saying today that he's not going to be drinking beer from the audience for the time being, and that's actually smart. And Mandible Claw, no, it's not yes. an issue. Anakin JMT says, do you think Vince is at the PC or did Triple H run SmackDown? I would say Triple H and whoever else was there did. I don't know if Vince was there. I, by mid-afternoon, uh, people that I had talked to hadn't seen him there, so mm. I don't know. Rob Wilkins says, love Triple H on commentary. I would have died if either Cena or someone else would have said, lots of jo- people in John Cena cosplay tonight with all the empty seats. It is odd that for so many years the crowd couldn't see John Cena, and mm-hmm. now John Cena couldn't see the crowd. Exactly. Well, we saw Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> he got in on the ribbing of Michael Cole, which is great. And Gronk will be here next Friday. Have a lot of people comparing him to Rousey and all these other people. And I'm like, all right, you all just got to remember, Rousey had a grappling background. She had taken bumps her entire life. She had done three-quarter rolls her entire life. She had tucked her chin her entire life. She had applied submission holds her entire life. Gronk is not the same. Had a lot of people say, well, he's injury prone. Okay, so was Cain Velazquez. He was very injury prone too. Looks like that's going to carry over. Matt Riddle was very, very injury prone in MMA. That did not carry over. And if it did, you would never be able to tell it. So I can't necessarily compare those two. I can tell you in my experience... I can train pro wrestling a lot better than I can MMA these days because you got somebody working with you instead of against you. Mm-hmm. The, the the point being, people aren't trying to hurt Matt Riddle. They're not going to be trying to hurt Gronk like they do on the football field or the MMA cage. They're going to be trying to help them if they're good at what they do. Uh, what are your thoughts on Gronk coming over? Uh, he's a National Football League player. He played for the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, he, uh, won a couple of Super Bowls, I'm told. Uh, I, yeah. Are no, you I'm, reading off his Wikipedia? <laughs> I, I have news this weekend coming on FIFA Select of another NFL pro bowler that's looking to get into wrestling, perhaps. Well, honestly, I mean, the, on top of all of that, you know, he's a, he's a Fox commentator. You know, there's a lot of synergy 
going on here, I find. Uh, and I'm look, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of it for better, or for worse at this point. I'm not definitely not crapping on him. I'm ready to give anyone a chance, ready to give anyone to to ready to give a chance to anyone to prove me right or wrong. As it stands right now, I don't know what he could do. All I know is that he's really charismatic. He's re- he knows how to play a crown. He's he's good on that end. He'll have the character stuff down. We'll just see if he can work a hard camera. He's very big. <laughs> he's so big. He's like six six. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. And again, not me reporting anything. I don't think it's a coincidence. They debuted Riddick Moss, and all of a sudden they're like, "Well, nope, no more, no more uh, Mojo for you." But uh, maybe Mojo got his manager's license, and that's why he was on SmackDown. Hey, you know, Mojo's greatest gimmick is going to be Gronk's best friend. He that's can talk. good for him. He can talk and he can act. So I'm sure. Honestly, if that's what you what they're using him for, I don't have a problem with it. Mojo is is very underrated in a lot of regards. Backstage, Daniel Bryan approaches Drew Gulak and gives him props, but he's interrupted by the artists. Bryan versus Cesaro is set, and this match was way too short for me. I thought this was going to be a longer match, and then Elimination Chamber took 30 minutes, 35 minutes, and it just wasn't that long. It was very fast-paced, and I love that. But Bryan ended up pulling off the win. I think this could have been, like I say, it could have been a special match, but it's like, Man, they were playing to a crowd of zero. And, <laughs> and this is a matchup that you know would thrive on that crowd, that this is yep. awesome. But it also would have been great to hear Triple H take out the headset and go, This is awesome! <laughs> this is awesome! It should have just been him. <laughs> that would have been, and it would have been in character too. It would have worked. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with your assessment for, for the, uh, for the the small smidgen, the taste that we got of this, it was real, real good. I thought the the pace was super fast. Uh, Cesaro was laying into it like he he was just. That's what Daniel Bryan is. You know, Daniel Bryan. I'm sure before they're talking about it, say, yeah, just lay into me. And Cesaro says, okay. And that's what he did. The European uppercuts at first were fantastic. Uh, he did the deadlift superplex, or at least from the second rope, which is always cool. Um, this, it it was good. It was too short. What a shame. But then again, that's it. What are you going to do? Are you going to put on a 15 minute classic with no one around? Uh, you know, and wrestling is, uh, you know, it's a give and take as far as crowd energy goes. It's part of the match. It, it does as corny as it is when, uh, when, um, commentators say, Oh, he's part pumping himself up off the energy of the WWE universe. Well, that's still part of the match. It is part of uh, the reactions that wrestlers get do help guide their, their energy and their, uh, their performance as well. Cause it's, it's a reactionary business. That's what they do. So Adrenaline I mean, is real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Atar- the Atardist, I almost called him the Ataris. Uh, the artists attack Drew Gulag, leave him laying, so it looks like we're setting something up there. And I could think of far worse things than Daniel Bryan teaming up with Drew Gulak. Yep, uh, against all these fine folks, absolutely. Sami Zayn and Cesaro, I mean, uh, here, um, I can dig Coach Gulak at the same time. And I, I thought that was really I thought it was really cool where Gulak at some point Brian was trying was trying to get the upper hand and he was on a, he and Gulak was close to him to the ropes and he was giving him uh, instructions and I could I could get behind that I could definitely get behind Coach Gulak on that on that front um, so interesting dynamic I would have really liked another uh, uh, Brian Gulak match I I really would have liked too. another one but that's just me uh, th- this pairing will work as well. And I got to tell you, Shinsuke Nakamura with those kicks to try and break up the triangle, ooh, it was kind of like kicking leaves aside when you're walking and strolling down the street in October. It wasn't was uh, he uh, he didn't feel like it uh, didn't feel like it at all. No. Guess he didn't like the surf in Orlando today. <laughs> Aaron Jay's fan says Warren Gronk is a Super Bowl boy or Super Bowl like your boy Mongo McMichael. No, no. My I, God. <laughs> if Gronk wrestles one match, I think he'll be better than Mongo. 
<laughs> look, uh, yes. I, let's not curse poor Gronk. You know, the, look, as long as he doesn't come out with a chihuahua at some point, it, it, the comparisons will be null and void. When Mongo and Goldberg had a match and I was worried about Goldberg being with somebody unsafe, that should tell you. <laughs> that should tell you. Uh, the artists are backstage with Kayla Braxton. He that they had been bumped for Jeff Hardy. <clears throat> Baron Corbin interrupts and delivers some miserable dialogue. Man, this um, is this is what I mean. And man, when people go best heel in the business, they're they're saying that because they heard somebody else say it. They heard like somebody on a radio show say it, and for some reason they've convinced themselves it's true. When Jeff Hardy goes, oh, yeah, well, I have a match. And Baron Corbin goes, really? With who? Oh, my God, man. What? What is this? It's the, 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 the heels, at least on SmackDown, their reactions are always like, what? What? It, they never get angry. They, they're, yeah, it's like they're always in shock. Exactly. Um, what? You mean I might have a match tonight when I came to a wrestling event? When the whole country is on lockdown? Huh? Yeah, exactly. It's it's stupid. And I'm going to take this a little, uh, just a little step forward. We are all familiar with Jeff Hardy's, uh, with Jeff Hardy's addictions. They're storied. They're documented yeah. on WWE television. That's not a problem. Uh, and we have seen angles with various wrestlers in the past as well, where the, uh, where there's mention, and I'm, I'm not talking about stuff like, they did with Hawk, for instance, like back in the, back in the day. I'm talking about where they're mentioning it, where they're bringing it up. This was such a throwaway match that there was no reason to bring in Jeff Hardy's alcoholism and addictions into this because it was just so cheap and cringy and uncomfortable to hear. If they're building a feud if you're building a feud with someone bring that down the line randy orton did that with jeff hardy when they had that feud two years ago but it wasn't straight out the gate it wasn't like and hammering this home every time plus it added importance to the feud it made it personal here it's a it's a throwaway five minute match on an empty arena show come on this and and like you said, the lines were corny, poorly delivered. It was just uncomfortable and and stupid, ultimately. The match wasn't much better. By the way, Corbin got interrupted by Elias, who just walks off, apparently, to join commentary. This is fast. Jeff Hardy wins with a swanton. They spent the King of the Ring build. They spent five months having Corbin... Feud with the next champion, and then he loses to Jeff Hardy very quickly. I have a lot of questions from people about the Twist of Fate being called the Twist of Fury. It is not trademark related. I already asked. No. It was not. Uh, but they cannot keep Matt Hardy from calling it the Twist of Fate. Um, this, just, this just was. It was there. And Matt Hardy, or, or Jeff Hardy, has his first match since in 11 months in front of nobody. It's wild. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, what a shame. That's the situation they're in. But um, this this was, like, I could have went without this. Uh, absolutely. We, well, but, uh, I mean, like, uh, like we were talking about, I mean, it's just, uh, it was a five-minute match. It's just something that happened. Was uh, it even five minutes? It didn't feel. Uh, like I don't it, know. But... I, I'm saying five minutes because five minutes feels yeah. short to me. And as far the as for the, I, I think the one of the, the the thing with the twist of fury, twist of fate thing. I think Rebby Hardy tweeted out just like a TM. Yeah. And I think that's what caused some confusion. But of course, you know, she's just trolling. I, I <laughs> honestly think it's just WWE wanting to 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 slice the pie here and be like, hey. We still have the best Hardy, by the way, and his move is the Twist of Fury. That is exactly what I heard. That is exactly what I heard. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, to a T, exactly what I heard. Yeah, uh, I'm an insider. BMags19 says, Bray sounded like Heyman and I can't unhear it. I don't know, but I loved this main event segment. Mm -hmm. John Cena also, who could have been there via satellite, probably, 
But at the same time, assuming they do a bunch of SmackDowns from the Performance Center, Warren, ideally you could do a, film a bunch of John Cena segments tonight with Bray Wyatt, and mm-hmm. he is on your show every week. Absolutely. I don't know if they will, but I would if I were them, because why not do this and then edit it in? Who says this has to be live? I had somebody say, if they're at the PC and nobody's there, why don't they just tape it? Well, I could understand why they didn't tonight, because they probably, probably, an assumption, needed every single minute they possibly could to put this together, and they were lucky Lucky that NXT was there on Wednesday because that probably accelerated things. But, I mean, if I were them, I would film a bunch of stuff and then John Cena is live on your program. If you use it, great. If you don't, well, then you know what? That's more footage for that documentary that is going to happen about this. Probably Mm -hmm. next year they'll do a WWE 24 about this, I would imagine. I mean, this... It's it's one of those happy accident type of things. Like, well... If if John Cena were in front of a crowd, you get him one time. Right now, how many SmackDowns do we have? Two more? Three more before Mania. We might see him on the show every week. Uh, there's there's no way they, they brought John Cena in for just this. Yeah. It, it's 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 impossible. WWE is uh they're you know they're they're good at creating content. Of, of making the most out of a situation where they have access to the, such and such a star. So they probably taped some stuff earlier today. They're probably going to tape some stuff later later this evening. Hell, maybe they'll you know, have, make a weekend out of it kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but no, for sure, John Cena didn't come just for this. But I'm if he did, well, this was really good. It was. I – man, John Cena – the thing is, a lot of people were like, oh, we forgot how good John Cena was on promos. I don't know that John Cena was as great on promos in the 2000s as he is today. No, I think not. what happened is The Rock really lit a fire in him when The Rock came back and started to say a bunch of stuff that wasn't said to John Cena before. John Cena was like, you know what? I need to attack this character and person's insecurities and deficiencies. And he did that with Bray Wyatt. He said, Bray Wyatt got lazy and blamed me. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest. There was some heat on Bray Wyatt a couple years ago. Around the time that him and Matt had their team and it got split up. There was some heat on him backstage because of some of his personal stuff bleeding over into his professional Mm -hmm. life. If you remember, there was that, that, that real rough accident. He was lucky nobody got hurt in. There was some heat on the guy for a while, but nobody can deny he's talented. Nobody can deny that he's creative. You can say he's not a great in-ring worker all you want, but man, the guy gets a lot of shots and a lot of opportunities and gets over because he's good. But John Cena said that he's overhyped, and you could argue that, Warren. You could argue that, and John Cena did. Uh, Yes, you can definitely make an argument for it. You can talk about it. Uh, The... Uh, the, the, but the thing is, is that, like you said, Bray Wyatt at his very core is extremely talented and he understands character work, which is one of the most essential qualities that you need to get over in WWE. Uh, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. The Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt, Fiend, is working because it is Bray Wyatt who is carrying it. I'm convinced that you would have saddled this gimmick on any other wrestler and it would not have translated as quickly, easily, and as entertainingly as it did with Wyatt uh, taking over this uh, this insane Mr. Rogers character and then the Fiend persona. Um, just like, honestly, you know, the, 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 the Wyatt family, you know, the, the – the the Wyatt family guru thing shouldn't necessarily have worked either because it was just a little too weird. But he has this natural charisma about him that he knows how to focus and 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 get across. So it works. Is he overhyped? I think there's parts in his career maybe that he was overhyped, but it's hard to deny the fan reaction that the Firefly Funhouse generated and that the Fiend generated uh, to get him to this point. And that's on him. 
Was he used properly? That's a whole other discussion, but there's room to argue. Yeah, there is. And Bray Wyatt came out to do that. He said John Cena doesn't care about the future. Will bury anyone. What did you think of Bray Wyatt's appearance? It was Bray Wyatt. It was not The Fiend. Um, I liked it. And, uh, I mean, again, this is probably just production-wise. You know, you probably, typically, if we had been on a typical, typical SmackDown, he would have been on the screen in the, in the Funhouse, right? But, hey, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they, they have a ready-to-go Firefly Funhouse set up in the Performance Center. So, him popping up, and I especially liked that he was just, like, in the... In the empty audience, he was hanging off the barricade and was like, hey, how you doing, John? And he walks in. I liked it. And it was another type of confrontation that was I, that I think was needed. Just having them both face to face, not being the fiend, being Bray Wyatt, being the vulnerable Bray Wyatt, right? Because the fiend is, is uh, you know, like I said la- last week, it's his spirit of vengeance. It's his ghostwriter. It's his specter for DC Comics watchers. Uh, he So – here you have the guy who's trying to rebuild himself. It's the vulnerable Bray Wyatt. I like this. I liked that both of them dug into history. You know, again, Cena wasn't afraid to say what I liked about Cena's promo is he said, you know, whenever people lose against me, they say I'm burying them, but I lost against RVD, CM Punk, The Miz, and I lost at he WrestleMania. Puts he puts over everybody. And he says, no one says I'm being buried when <laughs> I lose at WrestleMania. So I like that. And he put over the future. Name dropped Matt Riddle, Rhea Ripley, and Velveteen Dream right there when he was talking about the future. Um, I mean, there's points in history that you can pinpoint and say, you know what? The Nexus sucked. That was bad, John. There was no reason for that to happen. But in his later years, John Cena has been very, very generous and good. I don't think he's someone who uh, who entirely is entirely selfish. I don't think he's ever been as bad as, let's say, a Hulk Hogan, as, you know, if we were to listen to the stories. Uh, I think he's been – he's given a lot – despite the fact that he's taken a lot, just like Triple H as well. we The Triple H burying memes are a thousand. There's a there's thousands of them, but Triple H has a losing record at WrestleMania, right? He's He has given back as well quite a lot, especially in big match situations. Um, again, there's a lot of room to argue. I'd, I'd say just as much as, the the is Bray Wyatt overhyped, but you can't deny that the promos that we got tonight were spot on like and them. fantastic. I like them a lot. Usually we just wrap up the show here, but there's still plenty to talk about. Raw at the PC Monday. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin's going to be there. Do you think that we see something closer to tonight or something that's more different? Because Vince McMahon is much more hands on with episodes of Monday Night Raw. I don't think we're going to see Triple H out there, you know, wink, 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 nudge, nudging. And NXT's going to be there next week again. Mm -hmm. And I'm cool with that. I think it's good, whatever. And, hey, I hope this, even though I don't agree with the WrestleMania thing right now, because that's a way different situation. I hope this results in... Something good for WWE. I hope that a lot of people are like, you know what? There's nothing else on. Let's see what this WWE show is about. I hope it happens. I mean, that's good for us. I can tell you that our live viewers right now are a lot better than they have been since the Saudi Arabia show. So apparently that worked. But we're getting that every Monday, Wednesday, and we don't know what AEW is doing yet. But how, mm-hmm. how do you think Raw looks? Um. If anything, tonight was the prototype. It was the uh, it was the public beta to take some uh, app development terms here. Uh, they're they've definitely they definitely tried some stuff out, and they are going to iron out a lot of things on Monday. Uh, for sure, Vince McMahon, if he wasn't here tonight, is going to look at what happened. And he's he's going to want to change a whole bunch of stuff because I'm sure that it wasn't up his alley. Um, you know, a couple of things and. Uh, 
I understand the idea that they, you know, they didn't want an audience. They don't need an audience. But at some point I was like, man, if they had 50 people, just, you know, there's 50 people in the audience just cheering. They have the performance center people, right? They have NXT people who could just man the audience. They have friends and relatives. They did it for halftime heat a couple of weeks, uh, that year, a couple of years ago, where it was filled up with well-wishers and family and, and so on and so forth. A couple of PC people in there as well. That could, that could help. I mean, like you said, Steve Austin is coming back. Undertaker is going to be there. How are they going to do Undertaker's entrance at and the PC? I don't mean to be morbid or anything, but they young guys, they're more susceptible to exposure than a lot of other people are, to mm-hmm. be quite honest with you. Uh, also, Ring of Honor canceled their weekend shows. Otherwise, we'd be covering a Ring of Honor pay-per-view right now. I especially hate it. For the past versus present show. I was very excited for that. Xavier, the first Ring of Honor champion, was coming out of retirement. Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe. Doug Williams versus Jonathan Gresham. Grizzly Redwood was going to be there. One of our most visited articles of the month last month was about the Havana Pitbulls. Rocky Romero and Ricky Reyes taking on Bandito and Ray Horace. I can't make sense of it. But it was a good show, and I'm really bummed for them. I'm bummed for a lot of people. I'm bummed for my friends at Primetime Pro Wrestling that uh, were forced to cancel shows. It is uh, unfortunate, and I'm glad WWE can run shows. And I'll just say I hope that they are safely able to run shows because we don't really know that yet. We don't know the risk going on here. We don't know what kind of crew that they have yet. I'm trying to find out. I do know there weren't like a lot of NXT people there. None of none of whom that I spoke to were there. Ah, but I'm glad that we do get something to talk about. We get something to cover. We get something to entertain us. I have a lot of respect for those people who yes. participated in in this show. Like I said, I don't know how I feel yet about WWE dragging their feet about this thing. We could get very lucky and a miracle happen and a vaccine is created tomorrow. But right now it ain't looking like that's going to happen. And uh, Bellator canceled their event. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. And uh, I just want to say I got a lot of respect for the people that are doing that. I mean, they're, they're not exactly walking through a minefield here. They're not protecting the country or anything, but... They are putting themselves at risk for the sake of entertainment and, quite frankly, their jobs. It is their job to do it, for better or for worse. But, ah, oh, man, uh, it's I'm, I'm glad that we're able to, to see this. I'm re- glad that we're able to, to catch this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it goes into our, our, our initial point where, you know, where we will remember this show for, for reasons and you know, not because there's going to be any – barn burners and no angles that we're going to be speaking of for uh for the next 10 years you know there there won't be necessarily a retro review around this specific show down the road but what happened here tonight is part of the it's kind of like the resiliency that we expect out of wwe and the stuff that are like look uh, terrible stuff has happened you know a lot of people were talking about the fact that smackdown was the first live show to happen after 9-11 uh, the Chris Benoit show after was was done behind closed doors, and that was another thing, right? So, I mean, it's not out of character for WWE to be like, you know what, we we do what we do, and we love what we do here. Let us let us continue to entertain you. We we know we know what's going on sucks. Let's just have a moment amongst ourselves, and you have to appreciate that. And yes, the performers who went who went out there and who are out of their element because at this point they're all used to performing in front of thousands of people like i said you could see in roman reigns's face that he found it strange coming out and there was no reaction no yeah. one going woo it it'd be very easy for these people to stay at home and if wwe tried to get them for breach it ain't going to mm-hmm. be in wwe's side but these people came to work triple h came to work some of these cameramen came to work i got a lot of respect for those people and Absolutely. i think them for giving us something to talk about there are often people that are like, oh, why do you criticize WWE? They're the reason you have a job. I'm like, well, it's my job to be honest about it, so that's why. But uh, I do thank them in this particular situation for 
giving us something to talk about because for a couple hours, I didn't even think about the virus, and that's pretty cool. Uh, Warren, let the know, let the people know where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I do a weekly recap of all things wrestling every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, which I, I record live in front of a live studio audience. Sometimes Sean Ross Sap pops in, and when that happens, an angel gets their wings. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Leave a thumbs up, guys. Subscribe. Remember, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That Jimmy Van Q&A coming this weekend. Thank you guys so much. I hope that during this time uh, that, quite frankly, you will probably be home a lot more. You spend some of your time with us because I appreciate every one of you that do. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.